it's time for the weekly Q&A that we call Splunk Talk. Episode number 21 for October 29th, 2010. Something is sucking my disc. Oh, yeah. On today's show, we chat about discs. We chat about storage. A bunch of other stuff related to how Splunk stores data. Let's go. I gotta have more cowbell. Splunk Talk, writing answers without a doubt. Splunk Talk, we'll help you figure it out. Splunk Talk, I can tell the whole world about Splunk Talk. Splunk Talk. All I gotta say is, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, we actually used that as the title of the episode. Oh, you went there. You know, I, I guess it kind of was my idea the other day. Uh, oh, and I was... I was supposed to use Red Hot Chili Peppers for the intro song. I don't know. I'll have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll have to get with my lawyers. We're, you know, we're. Uh, I'm not going to say we're back. Or did I? Did I just say we're back? Um, Kinda, last yeah. week we were at Interop. Some of us were. We did kind of a. Well, they're always live when we record them, but we were there in the knock talking about a bunch of interesting stuff uh, on the floor with our good buddy Deep. Today we've got the crew Deep. back on for a. It's almost a throwback episode of Splunk Talk where we're going to do things the way, they nor- the way we normally do. Jeff Blake in Chi-Town. What is up? Hey, hey. How are you doing? Uh, I'm just hanging on by a thread. That's uh, Actually, that's <laughs> what I'm going to say from now on. I'm just hanging on by a thread. That, that would be a cleaner title than the one you proposed earlier. <laughs> I don't know. That's what she said. Maverick, I hear, I hear your chuckle. Hey. Yeah, I am in Plano again this week, like I was last week when I was uh, doing the video cam with you guys at the interop, and we're back. It feels it feels comfortable. It feels like it's back the way it, way it Later was. on in the episode, are you going to tell us what you did yesterday? I might. I Ooh, just might do that. Teaser. That's yeah. called a teaser. We. And if, what we if, did. Oh, right. What, what me and Blake both did. And I think if for those that have been following along, we'll probably can already guess what that is. But a- actually, mystery. all three of us, it was me, Maverick, and his hair. Ah. Well, my hair is, just comes with the territory. What? It's, it deserves its own, you know, <laughs> Exactly. All right. Today's theme for our panel discussion, you know, you might have suspected something disc-related. There's a lot of it's about data storage because we've had some questions that have come up this week, which we'll get into that are uh, people are, are having some issues and then wondering about some interesting things about that. So let's uh, deviate from the norm and just uh, start with Jeff again. What do you got for us? Yeah, this is a good troubleshooting question. This uh, space is running out on my server. What's causing it and how do I deal with that? I got that one. Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's because you're using Splunk. That's why your disk space is running out. Well, it's sort of a joke anyways, but um, there, there are things to consider. Splunk has uh, Splunk is going to eat the data that you have coming in, and you know it'll eat in real time as it always does. And by default, it's going to store it for what you would seem forever, which would probably be a number of years. Uh, Splunk's data storage kind of segmentation paradigmy thing is called an index which really consists of a a time series index and the raw data and most of the data that you send into your splunk server unless you configure it differently has uh it goes into an index called main 
And uh, that main index probably has a very long retention time. So you, a couple things you might want to think about is take a look at the size of your main index. If you go to the manager, select indexes, you can see each index, how large it is, I think what the age of the data is in there, and you can do some configuration. So you might find out you have events from like two years ago in there that you don't really need. So you know, check out the docs. You can go in and set a size limit for the size of your index, which I have on one of my demo servers. I, I say you can't, you can't go over uh, 75 gigs just because it's a demo server. You also might set the retention time frame. So you don't care how long, the, uh, how big, how big, <laughs> how, how big the disk storage is, but you, you really care about the time. So uh, if you set that retention period, Splunk kind of clean up after itself. Although I ran into a situation where I was using a specific Splunk app that was doing data signing. It'll sign every single event. And it puts the signatures in an index called block storage or understore block storage. And uh, I found that that index uh, became quite large as well. So you might want to check about, you know, your own disk storage. It depends on your use case. You might have, you might need to just get more disk or hook it up to a SAN. But the things to look into, obviously, are the size of the indexes, you know, if all the data that you really need in there needs to be in there, the time range, and a few other things. So um, that would be my my advice for uh, if your disk is is being sucked away. Nice. Sounds pretty. Sounds pretty pretty good answer. Of course, um, dude. Not much to. Not <laughs> talking about because it's a ninja. Not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, so next question. Uh, uh, ah, next ah. question. No. Uh, no. I think you hit. I think you hit on the. I think you hit on all the good. Good things. I guess. Um. Yeah. Just to be aware that we are a pretty disc intensive thing. And and yeah. Uh, I've seen sometimes. Um. If you also have it uh, in debug mode, maybe maybe when you were debugging and you left it that way, and maybe you don't remember, and it might still be in debug mode, writing out a lot more uh, events to the, uh, to the metrics log or underscore internal logs, Splunk D log things like that. Um, and it, you know, if it goes on for days and days and days and you forgot about it, that's the other rare thing that I've seen happen, but not, not very often, but it, that could also be something you need to go turn off the debug mode and, you know, like you would any, that's any a great file, point, but ours, especially, uh, that's an excellent point. Maverick. Um, you can also configure the logging levels. That's something to think about in Splunk as well. Um, I've got a question for y'all, which is kind of plural for more than one. And the plural of y'all is all y'all. So it might be for all y'all. I saw the term bucketing used on Splunk Answers. What the heck is that? Okay, well, I can take that one. Um, actually, it probably can mean a couple things. Um, can mean You can use bucketing while you're searching, and you can also do bucketing uh, in terms of how we store the indexes, which is really just like a... F you know, we have this uh, idea of hot, warm, and cold and frozen phases. I think we might have talked about on a previous uh, episode, but all of those are considered buckets. And so the different things will roll from one bucket to the next. Uh, hot and warm are the things that are happening right now coming into the index, being indexed and written to disk right now. Uh, immediately, you can think of it like that. Uh, you know, and then like you know, warm to cold. Cold is pretty much all of the rest of the stuff as it ages out by size, by time or whatever, out to these uh, cold buckets and then a frozen bucket, which is really, you know, bit bucket deleted. Or you can run a frozen 
script, a cold to frozen script at the very last minute, I think, and it will, uh, should archive it out if that's what you decide to do. But, but that's what, that's what they mean by bucket, uh, in that sense. Um, should I go into the other things or, or I don't know. Do you guys have any experience doing, I don't do a whole lot of the like piping with the bucket, uh, command or whatever, but, um, I have used it once. So in, in the dashboard that I built for the, the analytics for the show, um, I'm using some advanced mm. XML stuff where you run one search and um, nine or ten graphs are populated by that one search in the background. There's a way when you uh, with a command called bin where you can basically choose the buckets. So when I run stats, if I want to take stats and I want to chop it up um, prior to the going in the stats command, I basically can pipe it to bin and give it a time range it'll chop it up into little buckets and and then summarize it and then of course when i pipe it to stats then i get the stats out of it so um that's the only time i've used it you do that for uh for performance reasons or why would you in my case good question in my case i used it for performance reasons so that um i could make the summarization of the podcast analytics go faster um, just from a regular search, I wasn't using summary indexing, but it sort of helped. It helped me break it up a little ah, bit okay. faster, so that when you load that page in bit.ly/splunktalkanalytics, um, it should load up in a couple of seconds, and you should see all the stats. So, all right. So I'm sure Maverick has a scintillating. You hear that, Jeff? Scintillating. That goes on this. It goes on the list. Yeah, superlative it's a great... list. What is it? The superfluous list. Uh, Maverick has a scintillating <laughs> question, I'm sure, but not before we remind people about some upcoming stuff. Okay. So Splunk things coming up because there's stuff put on by Splunk. And then we've, I know we've got some cool meetups going on. Just as a reminder, um, we've got some Splunk lives coming up. Uh, well, I think we did one yesterday, but we'll talk about that in a second. We've got Boston, Tuesday, November 2nd, 2010. Uh, at the Water Renaissance Waterfront Hotel. Uh, we've got a Splunk user group in San Francisco on November 2nd. So if you're in San Francisco, come on over. It's a pretty cool office, and you know um, there's going to be beer and all sorts of mayhem and probably remote control cars and ner- Nerf guns. But we got a Splunk Live in Baltimore on Wednesday the 3rd. Chicago, uh, I'm sure uh, Jeff and Maverick will be both be there on November 9th at Sheraton Chicago Hotel and Towers. London, Wednesday, November 10th, 2010. A day later, we're shooting back over to Charlotte, North Carolina at the Ritz-Carlton. Ooh, that's nice. Ritz-Carlton. Wow. Yeah. Ritzy. Step up. Step up. Yes. Bring your Ed Hardy apparel. Did they they name a hotel Uh, after a cracker? uh, No comment. (laughs) Uh, Salt Lake City. Tuesday, November 16th, 2010. Oh, this is cool. Splunk Live in Milan, or as they would say, Milano, on Martedì, 16 November, 2010. I'm sorry for ma- murdering that. Uh, it's in... Mo- oh, no, hey, you're going, not. I'm going you're to so that not one, going to that. Just- <laughs> I've never been to Italy. Me first. Uh, Milan, Italy, first. at the Hotel Alta Executive. Um Milano. Milano. They, they named that exactly. after a cookie. Now we've also got um, we've also got some meetups 
I'm adding a lot here. You're just, your value is immense. We've got some meetups. Meetups. Well, what we're using meetup.com to organize the Splunk user group meetings that, you know, we've talked about several times. And Jeff and Jeff's hosted some in a couple of cities, right? Like St. Louis and Columbus. Chicago. Columbus, Ohio. Dude, you need to St. put up Louis. some like uh, Splunk user group Midwest tour shirts, you know? Yeah. Like maybe. That'd be awesome. Okay. I'll, I'll I'm inspired. Oh, so Let's if you are in one of these towns, oh, it says Austin, Texas, date TBD. I think that's a reminder. I need to get my button gear. Um, November 18th, back at Qualcomm, not the stadium, but the actual company's headquarters. Uh, San Diego. So Splunk.com slash, or sorry, meetup.com slash Splunk. Day later, or day before, November 17th, uh, Santa Monica at Edmonds again. November 2nd. These are totally out of order. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, the reason why they're out of order, because uh, Meetup conveniently figures out that I'm in Austin. It's giving me, it's sorting it by closest. That's nice. But... It's it's I all guess, it's all but done not for, for the radio show. Uh, so, so let's explain what those are. And okay. So the user groups. The what are what are we? They're getting bored. But I got a good one coming up, website. dude. I got a good one, because our good friends go. from Corporate Express, uh, Sean and Luke, have got one going on Thursday, November fourth, in Sydney, Australia, at the Art House Hotel. And we got a chance to um, talk to those guys and meet him at the Splunk User Conference. And uh, there's some totally cool dudes and some great Splunk users. So, you know, a big a big shout out to, uh, to Sean and Luke out there at Corporate Express. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, go, go I'm going to that one. Yeah, no, exactly. no, I'm going. All right. I'm going to that one. <laughs> if you're going to Milan, I'm going to that one. Blake, okay. you can wait. User groups yeah, are pretty okay. cool. What would you guys I'll, do at your user Chicago. groups, Je- uh, Jeff? We uh, we always pick a theme, almost like uh, a, a you know Splunk talk. Uh, we'll center on stuff, and we'll have um, we'll have a couple customers talk about the answers to those to those you know questions. Uh, last time it was uh, we were talking about performance, improving performance of search and indexing, and then um, you know and then. Someone from Splunk will actually uh, talk as well, and then there's uh, just sort of roundtable dialogues. There's uh, at, at the Chicago one last time we I did a uh, I did a Splunk mm. trivia contest. So I'd I'd ask questions, and the people that answered the most they would win. The, uh, those stuff. were the people that had the least. That's lives, pretty cool, right? <laughs> well, wow! Hey, did you have one that's of Marsh sweet treats and breads? <laughs> <laughs> I love it's 96 I, degrees and yeah. no AC. It was awesome. Sweet I almost went to that friends. one. I, I love it. <laughs> it. You could you could have ate a bunch of uh muffins and still nice. lost weight nice. that day. All right. Nice. Yeah, um really so yeah, just day. check the websites of various meetup and splunk.com and get out there and share your stuff. You gotta you gotta get a meetup.com account, which is pretty cool. And then there's there's lots of other user groups that, that sure. um, are part of this. But 
but you'll get notifications of Splunk, all the Splunk user groups. It's and a, you, it's and a good, if you resource. out there yeah. decide that you want to have a user group, there's a button that says schedule a meeting about, about Splunk. Just do it. That's why we love the community. You don't need us. You don't uh, need us. Yeah. But what we need yourself. is to have Maverick come up with a question. What do you think? I'm not coming I, up with I, one. I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead. Wait, uh, did, did we cover everything? Because there was, there was a topic that was hanging out there. Uh, it was a hanging chad. I think that's at the end after the what? question. Oh, okay. Sorry. See, you're adding yeah. way too Stop much value, value to this uh, okay. episode. Man. <laughs> it's too much, or I'm overwhelmed by the value here. Uh, it yes, sounds sarcastic. How can you tell? <laughs> Me? Really? Because you're talking? Okay. Anyway, uh, I have a question. Okay. 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 I have a question. I, actually, actually, um, this was sent in, and uh, that someone just said, I want to know uh, what kind of database we have and how does it work. I mean, we get this a lot. You know, what kind of database is on the back end of Splunk? So... We like do get it. this a lot, and, and as as the resident database Whoa. guy, I love to answer this Whoa. question. I sent. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> what? Come on, let no let you, you go, girl. Uh, we'll just let let him back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he must be talking to you, Mav. Of course. Um, we don't have a back-end relational database kind of thing. Uh, and here's what I like to say. There's no relational database product in the universe that could keep up with what Splunk does in terms of processing data on the indexing side and, and serving it up in real time and, uh, in searches. So we, we have our own uh, secret sauce in terms of um, how the data is hashed and how it's stored on disk. And... Uh, um, it is confusing because if you go back and look at the directories, they do say, you know, Splunk Home, Virelife Splunk Default, DB, and a slash DB directory. Uh, that kind of makes people think that there's a database. And I guess, I guess conceptually it is a database, right? It's a, it's a well, it's basically a two-field database. It's, it's a timestamp, and as Wilde says, uh, it's a time series data store. So, it, you know, there's two fields. There's a, there's a timestamp field, and then there's an array of key value pairs that basically represent all of your log data. And those are all stored in the bucket types, which Maverick described, hot, warm, cold, frozen. And I don't think we talked about the thawed directory, but that's if you want to uh, restore some archive data back from, from stuff that was frozen off. Um, and... And, and, and basically the buckets all uh, correlate to files that store the, um, the compressed pristine copies of the events and the metadata that, that uh, aligns with each of those that, that uh, help, help the hash find the searches that you are asking for. So that was a lot of words to say we don't back end with a commercial database. We have our own proprietary data store, that, which is... Yeah. Again, One thing that you notice, like, if buckets. you want to see what Splunk is doing, a lot of times, like, if you want to, you can't really watch what MySQL is doing, or at least I don't know how to do that. If you go, so to back up, each index kind of is its own database. If you go into the DB directory, you'll see a bunch of directories under there, like default DB. That's the main index. You'll see internal, which is obviously the internal index, which is for all of our log files. But if you go into, let's say, um, the default, the default DB, you'll see what I think two directories, hot and cold, 
And you go if you go down into the hot directory, you'll see a bunch of uh, you'll see a bunch of directories under there that contain the time range at which events are in them. Okay, so we're an inverted time series index. So we store it in most recent time. If you go all the way down into there, you'll find it. Go look for a directory under there called raw data. Splunk is building an index file, and it's keeping the raw data. You can actually find, you'll find a whole bunch of gzip files in there, which are the time at which the, the data is stored in them. But there should be a couple that are not gzipped. And that, well, that means they're open and being writing and are being written to. So if you tail those files, you can actually see Splunk processing your data and see it reading it and see it kind of storing some information. Interesting stuff. And we try to, you know, just tell people how the whole thing works. And that was a really, uh, that was a really cool answer um, that you that you gave, Jeff. I, I really got a lot out of it. So. All right. Last, uh, last segment that we've kind of been straying from lately. What, if anything, did I learn this week? I have a couple of things. Any of y'all have anything for, for me? Yeah. Uh, well, we were going to talk about okay. our, our special day yesterday. Our hanging the hanging Oh, so the hanging chat really wasn't a part of the actual question segment. That's why we told you to stop adding value, Jeff. I get it. Woohoo! Let's do this. Yeah. Oh, God. So, so we had Splunk. <laughs> so, so we just cut to the chase. We had Splunk Live Dallas yesterday. Had some really uh, nice auditorium-looking area with um, nice light fixtures and lots of <laughs> seats. And, we, did, uh, we didn't take a lot of pictures of the lights, though. I, well, I did. I did. I took pictures. I'll probably post them <laughs> on Facebook. It, yeah, and if anyone wants to join me on Facebook, Maverick Garner is my Facebook uh, page, uh, Splunk Facebook page. So if you want to... You can see those pictures, um, and we and I got to present uh, the partner demos and at the end when everyone wanted to go eat and they didn't care, but um, but I think I still pulled it off. And Christine Christina Norn was there to set the uh, the the whole theme and the whole tone of the meeting, which was very. Um, it was a lot of fun. She does a great job. She's done about three such, but she was telling me I couldn't believe it was that many. But I, no way. Then I re- yeah, but I realized that it really is a, she, as a for a VP, that's pretty. That's pretty good. It's a lot of travel, a lot of a lot of talking, and she handled the whole um, uh, customer panel that we have at the lunches. Uh, we had like six or seven people there. I think doing it, Blake. I mean, it was like it yeah. was it, it yeah. was and it was really good. I I, I just there was uh, listening over there was over eighty people. Uh, yeah. in attendance was at um it was a, it was a great showing it was really good and then we did the workshop me and Blake kind of paired off on the workshop and uh, I think the overall the reaction was pretty good I think a lot of people got uh, good some good information kind of like what you know like if you've been listening to these episodes you it's basically we were just doing one big huge splunk talk for all of these things all at once in about two hours uh, for everybody. So um, it would felt normal and comfortable for us, but I think some, a lot of light bulbs went off, even some of our existing customers that, you know, kind of by now been having the product for a couple of years and they're like, yeah, I know everything about it. They were like taking notes going, wow, I didn't know about that command or I didn't know about that particular, that, that that's how the dashboarding thing works and et cetera. So it was kind of fun to see the light bulbs even for them going off as well as some of the, our newer customers. So it was overall it was fun. Yeah. Agreed. It was. Did you guys build any apps there, like 
weather apps or um, <laughs> or uh, slogan apps? I might, sh- I might have showed a slide that had that, or the Splunk base that has that on there. It's on Splunk base. You can get the weather. Oh, Splunk, app uh, Maverick! I heard you did your lottery thing that you did at Splunk. Yeah, he did. Uh, Splunk, Splunk ten, Splunk user conference ten. Yeah, yeah, user conference That's ten. Cool. Yeah, I did the lottery, and that, that I always like doing it because it always gets the light bulbs going off. People kind of realizing, especially when I go from. Uh, lotto to Powerball Lotto, where I have to that that actually, that actually got applause. Yeah, Killer. it was actually pretty cool. I have I learned some stuff this week. I didn't do anything this week, but I pretty much learned stuff. I'm just kidding. I do a lot of stuff. Um, couple of things, couple of nerdy nerdy things. Uh, I have a I have a whole lot of stuff going on in my local computers. This is not Splunk related, which is totally acceptable for this segment, uh, just because that's what we say. Um, I have I on the Mac I use something called Spaces, and I know a lot of like Splunk users or Mac users, but I, I think there's the same technology that you can get on Windows, like to have virtual desktops. And so I found this cool add-on called Hyperspaces, which basically lets you um, have a custom wallpaper for each space have a title that's printed on the screen for each space. And in my particular setup, I have six spaces, one for browsing, calendaring, mail, social networking, audio production, and video editing. And I have each of the apps that I use, like GarageBand and Skype and you know Safari, locked to all of these spaces so that when I type in with Quicksilver, like Safari, it switches to that space. Not only do I have a different wallpaper, it's kind of like I have everything all completely separate and managed because you can get sort of crazy when you have 50 different million applications open. Um, other thing is Juniper came out with came out with a, a VPN client for their SSL VPN for both Android and the Mac, uh, Android and the iPhone, which is pretty cool. Uh, so you can get in, if you have a Juniper SSL VPN like we do at Splunk, you can do the types of internal things that one might need to do on their internal VPN. Lastly, uh, Splunk, Splunk, nerdy Splunk thing. So you ever have multi-line events? Anybody? Anyone? Sure. sure. Like most popular ones are like Java events. And stack traces. Stack traces, exactly. Um, and what I found is Splunk's pretty awesome at picking up and figuring out multi-line events. But there are times when uh, it needs a little bit of help. And uh, so you can set up a configuration in props.conf, which is a configuration file, sort of like, I kind of call it a rules engine. But props basically lets you say, for this host source or source type, what's the maximum number of lines? This setting should really be called max lines per event, okay? But what's the, max events is what's the maximum number of lines we should allow in an event before we break, okay? So, so someone once told me that I could use negative one, and negative one meant add infinitum or to infinity. All, all of them. Sure. All of them. All of them. Yeah. Totally. Never not break. Totally not true. Really? Absolutely not true. Oh, really? Okay, so it turns out... Um, and, and I was just shortcutting. Now, max events equals negative one is proper syntax in the transaction search commands. So Splunk needs to sort of get his act together as far as what it uses and, and be a little bit more standardized with the terms and phrases that we use. Because max events should be the same if wherever you use it. Because negative one is legal in the transaction command. But when you're doing line breaking, it's not. 
Well, it's accidentally legal. So if you put negative one in there right now, you'll think it works. And if your events are not over 512 lines, again, you'll think it works. It turns out that um, negative one's actually an illegal character. And when Splunk runs into an illegal character, it just takes the hard-coded value of 512 lines. It's it's oh. being fixed, but we'll have people on a lot of different versions. Now, so it, is it going to get fixed to behave the way we, you're describing originally? Well, I don't know. Um, it it doesn't <laughs> actually really. He put an enhancement request I, for. I it, did, yeah, but sure. it doesn't really matter because. Uh, if we just put something in the docs that says max events should be a positive number, not a negative number, okay? You can put max underscore events equals 100,000, and it works perfectly. So just use an actual positive number, or one would say the absolute value, okay? Just use an, a regular number, not a negative number, and I change it to max events equals 100,000, and sure enough, worked perfectly. I got lines that totally were 1,624 works. lines long, events that were that long because cool. there were these giant, ridiculous stack traces. So, you know, just that's the thing. That, that customer needs to back off their line. I Probably. Probably, <laughs> yeah. It was pretty spurious, but. Spurious. spurious. That's what I learned this week, other than nerdy mobile and, and Mac stuff. So figured I'd pass that on. Um, to y'all. Very cool. Awesome. Great. Uh, great questions. Those are some pretty good questions. I always like it when, uh, you know, we've, I've, we've all been Splunk for a long time. I always like it when I learn stuff from both of y'all. And uh, great questions. Excellent answers. As always, reminder, you want to be on the show, have some, have some feedback. Like the guys in Corporate Express, uh, Sean and Luke, they sent me an email reminding me about the Splunk meetup or Splunk user group in Sydney. Uh, we listen, uh, we answer, and we respond. So email splunktalk at splunk.com. Have a fabulous week and happy Splunking. Splunk.